Hey friends, welcome to Thrive and Align Healing Podcast. This is Kim. And this is Carmen. And we basically solve all the world's problems here on the podcast. Just kidding. We talk about holistic healing. We explore ways to change our thinking um, and the mind-body connection to stimulate healing in our body. So you know, all that mind-body-soul stuff. Yep, that's what we talk about each week. So thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Welcome to Thrive and Align Healing Podcast. This is episode eight. This week we're going to talk about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and post-traumatic growth, and what the differences are, and just how to deal with this kind of this concept and where we are in society today and what's going on with the trauma and stuff. So let's dive in. Check. So uh, to get started today, we're talking about uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, or what we often hear of as PTSD. Um, we actually have a lot of feel, a lot of research in the field of post-traumatic stress, and originally, um, the idea between behind post-traumatic stress is that we don't respond well emotionally to a traumatic event, right? Um, the original research was looking at veterans, um, folks who were coming back from war, because we knew that they went through, uh, most often, a traumatic event, right? They had often experienced, seen things that, that they didn't necessarily see uh, in their daily life, right, or on a regular basis. And so a lot of um, the research started looking and recognizing PTSD in the late 70s when people were coming back um, from Vietnam and that generation was very vocal right about some of their experiences and sometimes people weren't vocal about their experiences because it was so different um, than what we see in the US right and there wasn't uh, an outlet or it wasn't um, accepted to be able to share those things right but there also wasn't a lot of support and a lot of resources for those veterans so that they didn't know how to express um, the feelings what they saw and help to kind of process through those things um, and so then we get the term um, or the diagnosis coined right PTSD um, as far as today goes right we still see folks who come back from um, combat zones uh, people who are, are veterans, people who are um, in conflicts or in the war who still suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, and there is a little bit more support for them out there. Uh, but what we wanted to introduce today um, is that PTSD is not a, a, a condition or a situation uh, just for veterans or people who've been in war and been in combat. Um, the idea of post-traumatic stress is it doesn't actually matter the event that we experience, right? It's how we process it, how we um, understand those emotions and those feelings associated with that event. Um, if we aren't, don't have the coping skills or aren't able to recognize how to process and um, grow through that challenging event, then we get the stress disorder, right? Um, but we, I see people who 
would classify themselves as having a post-traumatic stress disorder who are caregivers, right? They get caregiver fatigue. Um, people who work in emergency rooms, right? People who are working the front lines. Um, if you're, it's really the, a, an event that's sort of out of the ordinary, right? Um, right. That may occur, but it's, it's really what we're talking about and what we kind of want to reveal today is how we work through that and how to cope with these emotions that oftentimes it's just stress, right? But it's the level of stress because we don't have the resources to explain it or say it out loud or talk through it or process it. Yeah. And, you know, from my perspective, so coming from a counseling background, we, we were familiar with PTSD, right? We knew what the symptoms were. Um, and it was very tightly associated with veterans. And then I moved over into working with veterans and, um, and, and you saw it, right? You saw living, walking PTSD, what it looked like. And I think from my perspective back then, there was a sense of shame for me to take on that PTSD diagnosis and not be a veteran. I really felt like it was something that veterans earned because they were in combat, right? Like taking it to that extreme example, like only people that are in combat that have seen death, seen suffering, the worst humanity could present, have earned that title, right? So where the rub came in for me was we all as humans, I believe, suffer some form of traumatic event at some point in our lives. Yes, that traumatic event may look different for each of us. Some of it may come from combat. Some of it may come from emotional abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. Some of it may come from environmental catastrophes, right? Some may come from a pandemic. Um, we all experience trauma differently. And just to kind of go on what Carmen was talking about, the difference that takes the trauma and moves it over into PTSD is the stress response to that trauma. So for my personal story, I had endured um, emotional and verbal abuse for a percentage of my life. And I had coping skills that helped me function normally due to those coping skills. And I never really dealt with it. So then it became this accumulation, right? Um, I had trauma that I, I thought I dealt with because I went to counseling. I had these coping skills, um, which was my religion, that helped me function normally and feel relatively normal. And then we add on this toxic marriage and then in 2013 on September 13th 2013 Colorado had widespread flooding and my home was impacted so we lost everything right and that had just the accumulation of those events and me not knowing how to deal with stress properly with trauma properly I really felt like it was a snapping point um, I remember walking so the water stood for a week and it was hip deep and there was uh there was all these barricades to keep people from looting right so there were these cops and they wouldn't let us go back home and there was 
they were flying overhead in helicopters and my ex-husband it was the next day was like we're gonna go get our toothbrushes we're gonna go get our contact solution right like we're going home we couldn't go on the road because it was blockade so then we started going through fields and we were walking hip deep in this water that was murky and it like had oil floating in it right and you have animals that are dead floating by you and animals that are dying bob wire that you can't see and so we're walking through this right and I'm just I'm functioning with all these years of trauma and stress and my my coping mechanism and halfway through walking the mile and a half to the house I just snapped like I just realized that the amount of stress and trauma of the event and building up to that at that point just it became too much yeah. right and and at that point I let go of my religion because that I guess that that was a coping mechanism that wasn't suitable for that situation to get me through that situation and just after that event starting the 13th of September 2013 it just became this unravel mm -hmm. right um, and I didn't know how to handle it I I would go to work still, so we were displaced. Um, we had to go live in student apartment on campus because I worked at a university. And I would go to work during the daytime, and I think this was the hard part. Um, you knew you were stressed because you lost your home or whatever traumatic event was going on, but then you had to go back into society and function normally. So I had to go to work from eight to five and try to do my job and then get off work and try to rebuild my home. And it was such a mental like mind fuck for me because while I was at work, everything was normal. Mm -hmm. Everybody else was normal. Everybody else was taking their lunch break. They were smiling. They were going home, going to the gym. The world kept going. Meanwhile, when I got off work, I would go home to our apartment that we were displaced in and then try to go out to the house that was flooded and start rebuilding it. So I was yeah. faced with the chaos and the trauma in the evening and I really think it just, my mind was not able to like come to a place of like, I don't know, like dealing with it. So then yeah. I just kind of shifted over into survival mode. Mm -hmm. and, and then the classic symptoms, and I knew this of PTSD, is the inability to sleep. Like you're just living on survival. You're living on adrenaline and cortisol. And so for me, that always kills my appetite. So I'm not eating. I don't sleep at night. I literally would just lay there from 10 o'clock at night when I got in bed until 5 a.m. And I would fall asleep for an hour and I would wake up mm -hmm. and I did that for months um, and I didn't understand like when I went to work why I couldn't appropriately deal with my emotions right so I became really insubordinate at work because I couldn't like I would get mad over the stupidest things like somebody would like take my pencil 
and I would get so mad about it and I couldn't control that anger. Mm -hmm. Like before you kind of have a filter, right? When you're mm -hmm. functioning healthy, yes. you have a filter. When you're in survival, there's no filter. You just say and do what goes into your brain at that moment, <laughs> right? Um, until yeah. so I would get angry super quickly or I would cry mm -hmm. or I just didn't, there was no compassion or patience. I didn't have any space for that, right? Um, and so we all started noticing that like my behaviors and in my depression just continued to build so of course then that led to me having to go to the psychiatrist on campus and starting to unravel that and she did EMDR with me and it was somewhat helpful but I still didn't have the coping mechanisms right like how do you deal with all these emotions these emotions are running my life they're in charge I'm at the mercy of like, I feel angry right now. I don't know why I feel angry. I just want to lash out. I just want to, like, you have all this energy and anger and just, like, nowhere to spend it. Right. Right? Um, and and then that led to, right, like, approaching the conversation of, Kim, I think you may be suffering from PTSD, right? That this flood of your home has really been a traumatic event for you. Well, I just rejected that title, right? Like, people have suffered far worse than their home being flooded, right? I haven't been in combat. PTSD is a label that should just be given to veterans. Like, I felt so much shame then around them approaching that conversation. Um, and I think that that's why I tell you guys this whole story, is that it really isn't a title that is like, a badge of honor it's not something that only a specific population have earned that it really is something that a lot of us have mm -hmm. suffered from and are unwilling to we feel shame around accepting that and we have to accept it so then we can move forward the longer I rejected that label the longer I suffered and when I finally was willing like okay maybe people that aren't in that aren't veterans that aren't soldiers can experience PTSD maybe I would be willing to accept that so then what are my next steps to start becoming better because right. it really truly does in the middle of it you feel like there's like you're sick that there's something wrong with you the yeah. medications don't touch it or for them me they didn't right, right. like they just kind of numbed it out a little bit but there was this sense of loss and hopelessness that still remained there right so you touched on a couple of things that I just kind of want to bring up and, and, um, and highlight a little bit is that when we experience a trauma and so we've kind of outlined that that trauma can be literally anything right mm -hmm. it does the trauma doesn't matter it's how we respond that's what matters um, and oftentimes when we're in the middle of it uh, we may not always recognize that trauma unless it's something obvious, right? Like a, an abusive situation or um, of some sort or environmental situation. But our body goes into survival mode. You're exactly right. We often compartmentalize those things um, because it often becomes too much, yeah. right? So you being able to, to go to work and to function within society because that's what is required of you, right? Um, 
versus when you are off at five o'clock and now you're responsible for um, your own mental health but trying to rebuild and repair right um, a devastating event uh, you're compartmentalizing right mm -hmm. and in general um, long-term compartmentalizing can be damaging <laughs> to our mental health right um, but it's often necessary when we're in the middle of it yeah um, and so uh, I think oftentimes people find themselves when they're constantly uh, have that demand, that emotional demand um, of going through a traumatic event. It's like, hey, I've I've got to focus on this one thing, mm -hmm. right? Um, because I don't have control over everything else, and everything else feels so overwhelming, right? That you're not able to respond emotionally or even appropriately, right? right? You see those mood swings that go, you know, back and forth and that, that, that filter, yeah, that you were describing that's not there. Um, cause you are, you are running, your body is on in survival mode. Um, and so what can happen long term, right? Is that, that, that constant cortisol, um, uh, higher cortisol levels that stress right that's where we begin to see that disorder um, begins to affect our health right mm -hmm. it begins to affect our emotions it affects our relationships mm -hmm. right um, our our um, with with people our relationship with ourselves yeah right um, because that's it's it's hard to, to be able to get out of that right? I mean at that point in time like I I hated everyone yeah and I hated myself mm -hmm. right like you're just suffering so much yeah. that it's just, and I can see why it's so easy at that point to just cross over into that suicide ideation, like just end this yeah. because I can, you can't stand yourself and people around you. So yes, like it totally impacts your relationships with you mm -hmm. and everyone around you. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, oftentimes once we, uh, be able to get a different perspective, Right, mm -hmm. and sometimes that takes a little bit of time, especially mm -hmm. if it's something you know acute that you're going through, like the flood. Like you have to get your house back, right? You've got to rebuild things. You've got to deal with the insurance company. You've got to, yeah, um, get through all of that day-to-day -day stuff just to kind of get through. Um, but being able to recognize that it's a challenging situation, right? That feels like it may not have sort of that light at the end of the tunnel but knowing that this is this is just another situation right mm -hmm. we've talked about situations being neutral right um right. And, and how we um take that situation right and, and uh have emotions and feelings around that but recognizing that through this challenging period on the other side of that traumatic that you can begin to um to to grow right uh through that challenge yeah. And, and kind of work through it because what can happen is so this event that happened to you in 2013 right um now you can kind of look back on it right, right. um oftentimes when we are in the middle of it right if we're talking about the pandemic that we're experiencing and the changes that that have occurred with that um sometimes if we get to the other side right um to begin to be in that growth period or that growth phase of um, experiencing this trauma um, or our pandemic, right? Um, it's looking at, okay, we're not gonna be in this situation forever, even though that acute situation 
feels so overwhelming, right? To be able to keep that perspective, to be like, okay, um, we'll get through this somehow, some way, you know, um, and just to get through it, and then you can begin to process it, yeah. right? Sometimes it's too much to process while you're in that state. And I think that it has to be intentional, mm, right? Yes, very so, much like, so. like, 2013, that happened, and... And I think a lot of people want to believe that, like, when when I got the house redone and we got to move back in. So, that happened in September. We didn't get to move back in until April. Um, I thought at the time, I'll feel better. Mm -hmm. Right? And I think we, and I'm not trying to still hope, but I think we think that when this is over, air quotes, we'll feel better. The deal is, is if you're not intentional about it, it, it doesn't fix itself, right? right? Like, and I didn't know that. Like, I spent all of the rest of 13, 14, 15, 16 suffering. And I was, like, I was doing the things, right? Like, mm -hmm. I had counselors. They put me on medication, right? I... I was still functioning and going to work. I in in all of that time period, 13 to 16, I got a divorce. I relocated states. I bought a CrossFit gym, right? Like, in the world's eyes, I was successful, but I was still suffering, and I was still trying to figure out, like, is this my new normal, quote unquote? Mm -hmm. um, I still felt like shit all the time. I still wasn't able to sleep, right? right? I mean, when you met me, like, I owned a CrossFit gym, and I was coming yeah. to you, and I was exercising and eating healthy, and I was trying to repair my life, repair my brain, and I still felt like crap, right. right? And you're, like, trying to tell me across the desk, like, Kim, you're stressed, and I'm like, no, I'm not stressed, because compared to 2013, oh. I didn't feel as stressed, right? right? But I didn't... I was trying to be intentional, but I just didn't know, I didn't know the tools that I needed to help me get me over that hump, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, for me, it's so important coaching, because she empowered me and told me, it's your thoughts. Right. Your thoughts are making you feel this way. The flood did not make me feel that way. It was my thoughts about the flood. It was my thoughts about the loss of my home, the loss of my car, the loss of all this stuff that overwhelmed me and just like in right now in this post or in this pandemic it's our thoughts about it it's our mm -hmm. thoughts about the uncertainty it's our thoughts about how our future is going to be different it's our thoughts about how it's impacting our family members and if and our own health right, right. that you're still gonna have those thoughts even if they tell you that COVID's over go back to life go to Disneyland right right and like until you can start getting the tools to manage those thoughts and be intentional about it, you're still going to be cycling those and suffering. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, there is a difference, right? So when people experience a trauma um, or just stress, mm -hmm. right? Whether you want to um, call it trauma or not, just a stressful situation, and uh, people use the resources that are available and, and go through therapy and try, yeah, um, medications and try EMDR and um, all kinds of uh, different techniques. 
And so it, on paper, it looks like you're doing everything right, right? Right. Or when you're trying to, you're like, hey, I, I, I uh, am trying to explore other options, right? People say, hey, this, you know, helped so-and-so or, you know, this is what my doctor recommended. Um, and you're trying things and, uh, but it's not really getting to the level that you need it to, right? It's not right. really getting to the level in our life uh, where we can begin to, to, to actually work through things, right? So um, being able to, to dive a little bit more and being intentional is so important to recognize because it's, uh, you're just kind of going through the motions, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, um, oh, what is the word? What do I want to, how do I want to say this? Um, it's a, um, like you're, you're putting the effort in, right? Um, with the, with the best intentions, um, and hoping that it would help you feel better. But if, uh, you're not there on that level of identifying, right? What those emotions are, where they're coming from, um, that we've been talking about, then it is like you're going through the emotions and you're not getting deep enough um, to really stimulate that healing and really working on balancing our, our whole mind, body, and soul. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're absolutely right. Cause you know, it wasn't that I was intentionally going through the motions. It was, and I, I think one of the most empowering things that I um, learned about PTSD is that it really is a trauma to the brain. Oh, yes. Right? And that, just like a bruise, like you, you have a trauma to your arm, right? And you get hit in the arm and you have a bruise and that takes time to heal. Well, trauma and stress is to the brain, like a mm -hmm. bruise. And our brain takes longer to heal, right? Yes. And so when someone told me that, it was like, look, you've had trauma to your brain. Like, this highly stressful traumatic event has, has you know harmed your brain to some degree right and it's gonna take a while mm -hmm. for your brain to start healing and it's gonna take a while for your brain to start producing adequate serotonin and dopamine levels right and it's gonna take a while for your body to heal and start dropping those cortisol levels you know and and it just gave me a little bit of grace like oh, okay like I'm not missing something right or I'm not doing this all wrong like this is a process and I just have to make sure that I am engaged in the process and giving myself space mm -hmm. to heal right that this isn't just something that we can flip a switch oh. and get over um, and it goes back to that intentionality right like being intentional and that's where I like the the term post-traumatic growth comes in is that it's the intentionality we have a trauma this is the post you can either use this period for growth and heal from this mm -hmm. or you can stay in that stress um and that stress mindset right and yes. still suffer the same trauma and that's where those reoccurring dreams right is you're as you're not post-traumatic growing you're staying in the post-traumatic stress part of it exactly yes so if you're in that post-traumatic stress, your body is follow, following suit, right? Yeah. Um, from those higher levels of cortisol, yes. Um, so I also wanted to mention that some of the research right out there with the post-traumatic stress, when you're talking about 
uh, trauma to your brain, uh, that's what the research shows us, right? They've done research um, specifically with monkeys and putting them in stressful situations and uh, doing functional MRIs and looking at the brain changes, right? I know we've talked about the amygdala before and how um, the amygdala and the hypothalamus works within that uh, stress response. And so what they see in this research is that our amygdala actually changes. It actually gets larger the more stress we endure, right? So we can fix that or we can give our brain the best opportunity to heal by, you know, exploring growth through these challenging times, right? And being, um, setting that intention and uh, really learn a little bit more. Um, it's not just sort of the coping techniques, but learn a little bit more on how, you know, we can grow and heal and process that traumatic event that we've experienced. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I love the fact that, you know, during this time period that you came up with the idea of like, you know, we should offer a, a one day event where we just talk about like post-traumatic growth. Like yeah. what is, cause it's not very popularized. Like I have right. never heard of that even through all of this and having a diagnosis, diagnosis of PTSD, no one had ever mentioned to me about post-traumatic growth. Right. And, and for you to come up that with this idea, like, Hey, we should do a one day event to help people with this. So they don't continue to suffer and develop PTSD. Right. Um, right. And so yeah. like, can you talk to us about like, what is your vision? Like, I know it's for you guys that don't know, June 20th, uh, Dr. Carmen and I are going to do a post pandemic growth one day event um, in Norman, Oklahoma. It's also going to be live streamed. So if you're interested in that, um, but like, yeah. tell us like where you got that idea. Like, what is it like? So the idea is to, to, to help um, people learn how to thrive sort of after a crisis, right? So when we're talking about post-traumatic stress, right? And we said that the trauma, the event doesn't matter. It can look different for everybody. It's how we react to things. Um, but in this particular situation, right, in this particular environment that we're in um, with the coronavirus pandemic is that people's lives have changed often dramatically, right? Whether they've changed to the point where they're unemployed, right? Whether those people who work front lines um, are grocery store workers, are um, nurses, are doctors, are, you know, janitors, are truck drivers who are, you know, have now been in an environment where they're scared, they're fearful, right, um, of contracting this virus. People who've had family members that they've lost um, due to this virus or who've been in the hospital or been on a ventilator, these are all things that are different than our quote-unquote normal lives, right? Um, having to stay home, right? Kids being at home more often, not getting graduations or, or um, birthday parties or, you know, whatever it is. Um, all that kind of builds up. And because this is different, for some folks, this is a traumatic event, right? Um, and since a lot of the world is experiencing that, um, 
I wanted to be able to teach people how to grow through this challenge, right? So that they can begin um, to be thriving uh, mentally um, as well as physically. Uh, because if we don't address it, then what will happen is what we see with people who do have PTSD long term, right? Um, where they often develops a chronic illness, right? Or this chronic mental struggle and suffering um, that they don't know what to do with. Mm -hmm. um, and since this isn't a, a combat situation, right? Um, normalizing this uh, environment that we're in that, hey, if this is traumatic to you, um, that's okay, but let's learn how to process that now so that that's not something that um, will have a tendency to, to kind of fester right. and get worse right. so that later on we're like, oh gosh, how did I end up in this situation? And they look back and they're like, oh, well, maybe it was in 2020 when, right. <laughs> when you know, my family lost our job or we got stuck at home and, you know, had to... Um, endure things that we weren't used to right right yeah lost loved ones and so um i thought this would be a good opportunity because oftentimes just like any trauma that we experience right any loss um if you will we need to be able to to have the tools to process through that um because if we don't uh oftentimes that compartmentaling compartmentalizing that we were talking about um, that's our natural response, right? That's our natural reflex is to survive. Yeah. And so you, okay, they open things up. You go, you know, back to work. You go back to your nine to five because you have to, right? right? Um, but if you have that emotional turmoil that you're like, hey, this doesn't feel right, right? Like I'm starting to get physical symptoms. I'm having trouble sleeping. I can't get my mind off of it, right? I'm scared all the time when I go to town, like, if I'm having to interview people or, you know, interact with people or, oh gosh, I don't want to go to these events because I'm worried, right? And you keep thinking about it um, to the point where it's not productive, right? right. Or um, you have that, that cortisol, right? You can't, your filter seems to be <laughs> missing <laughs> or you can't, you know, your emotions are kind of running that gamut. You're either super sad or super angry, super irritable. Right. Um, all those things can be uh, manifestations or, or representations of uh, a trauma that you're not able, you're, you're not coping well with. Right. Yeah. And for me, like one of the big ones was um, I had never had anxiety before. Oh, yes. But yeah. post that, like I still, mm -hmm. like it's much better today, but yeah. like suffer with anxiety. Just like, and it wasn't specifically, it's not like I'm anxious that my home now is going to flood. Yeah. No. It's just anxious in general about it. everything. Just even yeah. in, if it's unknown, that's going to amp up that anxiety. That You hit the nail on the head. It's that anxiety of the unknown, that fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. You know, that what ifs mm -hmm. out there um, that can be paralyzing mm -hmm. to people. And um, so that's why I think being able to, to uh, share with people how to grow through the post-pandemic, right? How to grow through this traumatic, this stressful situation, um, I think is really important for us to be thriving as human beings, right? Um, with with our health, with our relationships, right? With our community, with the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, why it's important that we do this one day event, um, 
it's about com- education and community yes. right like coming together learning about PTSD learning about post-traumatic growth learning um, that this is something that we can all suffer from so then creating that community and that acceptance like this is okay it's okay if you're feeling these things it's okay if now that you experience anxiety and you didn't before right. right like this is not a death sentence right this is not how it's going to be for the rest of your life yeah. and for me back then it felt like this is how it's going to be for the rest of my life sure. right and like and Carmen talked about will it go like that if you if you continue to compartmentalize your life right if you continue to compartmentalize right now moving forward it may not be next year or the year after right and for me I didn't know I kept compartmentalizing right so we went 13 14 15 16 January 16 I find myself in a psychiatric hospital for suicidal ideation and tendency right and I'm wondering like how the hell did I get here Right? This is 2016. The flood happened in 13. Yeah. Right? And I just don't want that for anyone else. I don't want that continued suffering and that black and white thinking like this is how it's always going to be. I'm always going to feel like this. I'm always going to have to fight this depression. I'm always going to have to fight this anxiety. I'm never going to be fully happy again. I'm never yeah. going to enjoy life again. It's just constantly going to be a battle every day and and now that I'm on the other side of it like I realize it doesn't have to be that way yeah you don't have to live like that right right and so that's why for me it's important that we have this event just to bring people together to realize like here's what it looks like here's how to start coping with it and addressing it and it doesn't always have to look like this you may feel like this right now right but it doesn't always have to look like this exactly just being able to show, you know, folks that other side that this, you don't have to accept it to be the new normal, right? right? That you actually, you have control over that in your life. Um, and yeah, uh, with your emotions and with your feelings and with your, yeah, even your family or the community around you and being able to share that, I think it's really important to people. Yeah. Yeah. So we are inviting you guys. We would love for you guys to come. Um, it again is in June 20th. It will be from 9 to 3. We're still working on securing a location right now. Um, it's a little difficult during this time. Um, information about it will be on our website, thriveandalignhealing.com. And uh, yeah, so if you're interested, please, we would welcome you either to join us live or through the live stream. Yeah, we hope to uh, be able to share the information and. Um, Get you guys back to uh, <laughs> uh, a normal that you choose, right? right? Yeah, um, in that, uh, yeah, that you can grow and thrive in. Yeah, and I just want to encourage you before we get off, guys. Um, I like the way she just said it. A normal that you choose, mm-hmm. because my normal now is better than any normal I ever had before 2013. So. I'm super grateful I went through that because I could have never got to this normal and knowing that I could choose my normal Mm -hmm. and choose my life and choose to be the captain of my life if I hadn't have been willing to walk through that and let go of my old normal. So this could be definitely a 
a very positive thing for you guys and changing your lives and empowering you to live a life that you choose, not just how it's been going. Exactly. Take care, friends. We love you all. Thank you. Hi, friends. Thank you for joining us this week on our podcast. Um, we appreciate any comments that you guys might have. Um, please send us a review on iTunes. Um, we personally reply to all your comments, and so we love to see what you guys are thinking. Um, if you'd like an update, an idea on our courses that we have to offer, please check out our website at thriveandalignedhealing.com.